You're listening to the Faithful Career Moves Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Hunter, and this is a place where we talk to people who recognize the Lord's hand in their lives and specifically in their careers. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I haven't recorded in a few weeks because, as I've mentioned before, I'm the tortoise. As a work-at-home mom juggling my own career, kids, church callings, and more, I have to pace myself and trust that I'll get where I need to go when I need to get there. And here's where I've been recently. When I interviewed Heidi Benjaminson, she said something that pushed me in a direction I had been wanting to go, but I needed a nudge. She's a life coach, and I asked her about the transition from helping people, friends, family, and anyone who asked, to charging for her services. Now, I'm sure you've all heard some variation of the statement that people show up for or value more the things that they have to pay for. Heidi's response was similar, but for a different reason. She said the transformation people make when they're willing to invest in themselves is amazing. Her point being that part of paying for services is recognizing that you are worth the investment. Improving your health, mental well-being, businesses, etc., whatever it is you feel inspired to do, well, it's not selfish or a waste of resources if the outcome is that you become a happier, more productive, better version of yourself. And to tie that into learnings from a couple of other guests we've had, Linda Evans in episode four said self-improvement or education is the first step towards developing the confidence you will need to eventually serve others with those same skills. And Jeffrey Thompson in episode six points out that then you're on the path to finding your calling in life. So I took all of that insight, prayed about it, and nervously signed up to become a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach. If you're not familiar with that, it's simple. This is a methodology that helps you identify your God-given strengths and use them to improve all aspects of your life. Now, obviously, I'm focused on the ways in which knowing your strengths can help you find the career you were born to do. Anyway, long story almost over, I invested in my own learning, and I gained so much more than I expected, and I can't wait to share it with you in the interviews ahead. So that's coming. But for today, I have another story to share. I recently connected with a cousin who is a professional organizer, and that's a career I've wanted to learn more about. So let me introduce you to Camille Kazare. Camille has spent over 500 hours helping people find greater peace, clarity, and control through organization. She completed the whole package organizing training course for professional organizers and is a member of the Utah Professional Organizers Community, where she also serves on the board. Her website, which I'll put in the show notes, is cherishyourspace.com. She is so darling, and I am so happy that I got to connect with her so anybody thinking of starting a business like this can learn from someone who figured out pretty early in life what she was born to do. All right, Camille, what is it that you do? Like I come into people's homes, I help them kind of diagnose their homes, like what their homes really need, because they come to me usually saying like, there's so much clutter, I feel overwhelmed, I don't know what to do. So I kind of help walk them through it and figure out what the real problem is. And then most times we declutter, just get rid of sometimes it's a lot of stuff, sometimes a little bit, and then help them set up systems so that they're not back in the place where they were when they came to me. Okay, I'm learning something already. I would have just thought, man, it's a mess in here. <laughs> I'm here to help you clean it up. But you're saying there's a root cause to why there's a mess. 
Right. So uh, not all of my clients, but some of them usually have gone through like a life changing experience, whether it's becoming a parent for the first time, Mm. losing a loved one, getting divorced. So there's like a lot of emotions behind their mess. So yeah, they have the mess. They know that there's a lot of clutter, but a lot of them before have been organized. And so they don't even know like how it happened. Mm. So it's a lot of just working out the emotion behind it, I guess, of why it's happening and how to fix it. Okay. I didn't realize that about it. So how did you get into this business? So I was at BYU in Provo and I was taking an interior design class. And one of the first chapters that talked about all of the kind of professions under interior design, and there were hundreds, I was actually really surprised. But one of them was professional organizing, and I had never heard of it before. So I looked into it more. And the more I started reading about it, the more I realized like, this is what I would love to do. Yeah. And it just kind of went from there. I didn't know as part of interior design either. So then what happens? How do you get involved in it professionally? When I took that interior design class, I think if I remember right, that was my last semester. Up to that point, whenever I had a job, I was only there for a few months because I got really good at it and I loved it. And then I kind of got tired of doing the same Mm -hmm. thing over and over. And Uh so talking about it with my husband, I was like, I would really love to do this because Mm -hmm. I would be in control. Yeah. It would always be different. And it would kind of fill my cup. You know, I was a new mom and being a mom is awesome, but I strongly believe you need something else Mm -hmm. to do so that you can come back and be an even better mom Mm -hmm. for your child. Mm -hmm. So after I graduated, my husband was still in school and his schedule is super flexible. So it's kind of the perfect and the worst time (laughs) to just (laughs) jump into it. So My husband was super supportive. I think in all reality, that's why I did it because he was kind of pushing me like, if this is something you want to do, Mm -hmm. I think you'd be great at it and just do it. I love that he supported you in that. Tell me about the certifications. Yeah, so it's actually a pretty new profession. I think about 30 or 35 years ago is when professional organizing became a thing. Okay. And so there's not an official certification There is a group, it's NAPO, but basically if you want to become an organizer, you can read books about it. There's multiple training programs, but there's not one that's like, this means you're a certified organizer. So what I did, I read books, I organized my own house, and then I started asking family and friends if I could come and help them organize to kind of Mm -hmm. see how it would be outside of my own space. Yeah. And I joined a group that was here in Utah, the Utah Professional Organizers. Okay. So I got to know other organizers. I did start working with a few of them. So it's kind of just a mix of a lot of different Mm -hmm. ways of learning. Yeah. So some self-teaching, some networking, some trying it out. Here's a question, because I do follow a couple organizers on Instagram and Uh have noticed like some of them, I think, holy cow, that had to cost a fortune. The pantry is beautiful, but the bins alone had to be hundreds of dollars. What's your approach to that? (laughs) Is it worth it? So me personally, and maybe it'll change as my business grows, but Um, for me, The most important thing, especially after having worked with so many families, is that the clutter is gone and there's a simple system in place. 
If it's beautiful, that's a huge plus, but really like you just need those bones. You know, when I started this business, my husband was still in school. We were kind of the poor college students. Yeah. And so when I do see those pictures on Instagram, I I know how much those bins cost, every yeah. one of them. And so I know <laughs> that it is hundreds of dollars. And for me, if my client wants that, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I always try to help them be super low budget mm-hmm. so that they know that it's not going to be a huge sacrifice financially for them, but that anyone, anyone can get organized, whether it's with what you have already or dollar store bins or Mm -hmm. the super Mm -hmm. expensive bins from the container store. Right. I love the look of it, but sometimes it's not practical. Well, I think what you said earlier is the more important part, right? Is that the root of why they're disorganized, making it pretty does not fix the problem. Right. Tell me a little bit more about the organizing group that you joined. I would imagine that was a great way to get started and network and meet people. Is there a competitive element to it? So it's actually a really cool experience because speaking specifically to the Utah professional organizers, it's a group of about 30 women and we all are organizers, but we all do our business is a little bit different. Mm. So there's someone that clears out estates for people. Okay. There's other people that work with hoarders, you know, so everyone kind of has their own little corner. So it's not so much a competition and there's Mm -hmm. so many people that need organization. It's more of a benefit if we work together than trying to just stay away from each other, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I imagine you can refer each other to specific situations. Yes, definitely. Camille, how long have you been doing this? It has been two and a half years. And from when you started to what you're doing now, has it shifted at all? Yeah. So when I started, I only had one child. So it was a lot easier logistically to have things taken care of. And my husband, again, his schedule was super flexible. Mm -hmm. But actually, as the pandemic started last year, things became a little bit more complicated. I was still able to work with me wearing a mask and the client wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. But then I became pregnant with our second child. Okay. And so that has kind of complicated things because now I'm needed more, you know, no one can really replace me. So it's kind of like (laughs) figuring out this way to still help my clients, but Mm -hmm. still be a mom first. Are your clients repeat clients or is it one and done? It depends. There's kind of a mix. There are some people that we kind of work on their home like throughout the year. Sometimes I come once a month or twice, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they have like their whole house that they want to do. But we just do it a little bit at a time. Some people only have like one room Mm -hmm. that they really need help with. And so then, you know, I come to their house once and it is done. But it's really just a mix. Mm -hmm. I know how hard it is to juggle your kids with a business. You won't regret doing it the way you're doing, even if it means you have to go a little bit slower initially. It's been interesting because with COVID and with having a new baby, um, I do want to still help people. And so I've kind of turned my business online Yeah, with like teaching classes. I teach a, a class every month on a new organizing skill or a space to be organized. Mm hmm. And I've kind of turned towards that because I do want to be home. You know, it's complicated to Mm -hmm. (laughs) try to work all of that out. 
but it still fulfills me being able to teach people about organizing. And I hope it adds value to other people that they're able to learn in a flexible way themselves because everyone, you know, is busy. It's kind of a win-win for everyone. It's an easy way for me to be able to help others and an easy way for them to get help. How does that work organizing online though? Are you sitting there saying, okay, pull that can out, move that box, or is it more about that thought work you mentioned initially? It's kind of a mix. So we talk about kind of the why behind everything, like why they want to get organized, what they're really wanting to accomplish. And then I kind of give them steps and we do like a small project together. And then I let them go on their own. And then we get back on Zoom and kind of go over like, do you have any questions now that you've actually done it? Yeah. Where can I help you? So it's kind of more of a DIY coaching organizing thing. It actually sounds a little more empowering, too, because the person is involved. Mm-hmm. Camille, before we wrap up with my final questions, what haven't I asked you about professional organizing that I should have? There's a difference between being good at organizing and being good at helping other people organize. Oh. And I think it's just important going into it to realize that this isn't your space. It's not your stuff. It's not mm-hmm. your emotions to just be super open and really sensitive, I think, to other people because they're trusting you Mm -hmm. to come into their home to see the most vulnerable parts of them, a total stranger, and trust you to help them. So it's kind of a very trusting, intimate relationship because of how much you get to know them while helping them with their clutter. What's the emotional outcome that you see once you, everything gets put in its place. It's really beautiful. It's my favorite part of my job because mm-hmm. I see them frustrated, overwhelmed most times mm-hmm. when I come in. And then when we're done, they have this sense of accomplishment and of empowerment. Like yeah. I can do hard things mm-hmm. and I'm not stuck where I've been stuck for so long anymore. Yeah. Because like you were saying, sometimes it's just so hard for them to ask for help. So they've needed help for so long Mm -hmm. and something pushes them to finally ask. And then just the relief that they have at the end is so rewarding for both of us. Can you tell me about a leap of faith you had to take to get where you are now with your business? Honestly, just starting my business was the biggest leap because like I said before, I was a new mom. My husband was still in school. We didn't really know like how much longer we were going to be in Utah. And so just having that leap to start it Mm -hmm. and just be super uncomfortable for a while while I learned what I needed to do. And I feel like when you just jump in and you're super uncomfortable, that's when you learn the fastest. Mm -hmm. What is an unexpected blessing? Something you couldn't see for yourself though in doing this? I think honestly, just being able to really connect with people on a really deep level. And I don't think I expected to really feel the spirit while I was helping people organize. Like sometimes, Mm -hmm. actually most times when I'm driving to a client's house, I'll say a prayer, like help me to know what to say to help this person Mm -hmm. because most of my clients are going through hard things. Yeah, And I just felt kind of this desire to be more than someone that's helping them with their stuff, but to be a support for them. Mm -hmm. So I think just having that 
fulfillment of really being able to be a blessing to people when I didn't think that would even be part of mm-hmm. part of my job at all. Yeah. Camille, I keep thinking of a question that I haven't asked my other guests, but it just keeps coming to me. And so I'm going to ask it. Why you and why now? Does that make sense? That definitely makes sense to me. And I think it's something that I've actually thought about before, because there have been times when I've thought, you know, there's thousands, millions of other organizers. Mm -hmm. Why do I need to be one? Yeah. I've felt like that tortoise before where it's I'm just kind of getting left in the dust. Mm-hmm. How true that is, I don't know, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. From your own perspective it feels like that. Whenever I do think and pray about that, I feel like the Lord sends me a client mm-hmm. that I figure out, well, this this is why I'm doing this. You know, other people could help them organize their stuff, mm-hmm. but I can help them through those experiences that I've lived. Mm-hmm. And it's just made me realize that we all do have our own unique things to bring to the table. And just because someone else does the same thing as you professionally, it doesn't mean that it's delivered the same way and that they're reaching the same people. And so I think for me, why me? Why now? Personally, because why now? I don't think I would do this if I had waited five or 10 years. I think I would have been like, well, now my kids are they're in the middle of this. And so I can't start it. So it was really that leap of faith at the beginning Mm -hmm. that now I know whenever I am prompted to do something, I can do it because I know the Lord will take care of it. Camille, my final question, how have you seen the Lord's hand in your career? Definitely one of the ways is getting clients. When I started, I didn't even know how I was going to get clients, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I ask everyone when they call me or email me, like, how did you find me? Yeah. And some of them say, like, I went through a lot of organizers, but your face stood out to me or your logo or what you said really spoke to me. Like, I felt like I could trust you. So I really Mm -hmm. feel like the Lord was pointing them in my direction Mm -hmm. and sending them to me because we needed each other to help with something, whether organizing or a boost of testimony of faith. Mm-hmm. Just all of that. Which is interesting because you don't just work with people who share your faith. So how does that work? It's really beautiful because I get to love people wherever they are. Mm-hmm. And it's something that has helped me be more accepting and realize like, you know, Heavenly Father loves us all. And it's a lot easier to love someone when we're serving them mm-hmm. and to be able to see through their eyes where they are. That's beautiful. Camille, thanks so much for being with me on the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I don't know about anybody else, but every time I do an interview, I learn something. I'm definitely fascinated by the many ways people earn a living, whether it's working for someone else or starting a business of their own. So I find the nuts and bolts interesting. But something Camille said at the end has once again expanded my view of how much the Lord is involved in our careers or how much He can be if we allow it. She said, Heavenly Father loves us all, and it's a lot easier to love someone when we're serving them. Now, growing up a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I know this. This is a common mantra among members, that we find an increased measure of love for the people we serve or we serve with. But have you ever thought of that in terms of your career? 
Have you ever thought that the Lord might be nudging you to do something because, yes, it will bless your family and hopefully provide the income you need. But getting really good at something means you're more likely to increase your sphere of influence, which means you'll have the opportunity to increase the number of people you serve, which then also means you'll increase the number of people you love. Not just the people at church, not just your neighbors, and not just those you serve with in your communities, but the people you work with and the people you work for as well. So thank you, Camille, for being on this show and for pointing that out to me. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Faithful Career Moves podcast. If you want to know more about how to connect your natural talents and abilities to job opportunities and business ideas, then visit our website at faithfulcareermoves.com where we help you identify your strengths and create a custom career plan so you can find the career you were born to do.